Welcome to the Rad Dude Cast. I'm Greg Stone. I'm here with Brendan Aaron and Anthony DeVito. Today we got a live show for you. We got uh, <laughs> I forgot it all, live. man. This is why Brendan's got to bring us in. I forgot the three. I, uh, I was going to do them all. Is today, is today live? No. I mean, I'm alive. Uh, no, it's not live. Also, I was sitting here poised going... He just took down six topics, and he's gonna. I saw no pen moving, oh, oh, and he's no. gonna rail these off. You let me tell you, cocky waiters. Yeah, let me tell you, I was one of those waiters. But when as soon as I got to that kitchen, I would go, "What did he look like? He wanted <laughs> that guy he looks like a bit. salad guy. <laughs> That's a balsamic woman if I've ever seen one. It's <laughs> a lot of racism based on food based racism is how I ran a TGI Fridays. <laughs> I just Greg walks in the kitchen like, ah, I don't know how to say this, but I'm pretty sure that whole family ordered creamsicles. That <laughs> <laughs> can't be right, though, right? Yeah. Is that right? Do we have those? <laughs> he either said a Reuben for Reuben or a, uh, or a Rick for a... Do we have fried chicken? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He said something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's going to sound like a dumb question. Do we give an education discount? Your <laughs> <laughs> <Here at> chilies. <laughs> do that. <laughs> Uh, uh, let me let me take a stab at this. Uh, sure. Welcome to, to the Rad Dude Cast. Uh, as Greg said, he gave you our names. That does not need to be uh, retraced. But we've got some hot topics today, Greg, uh, and not just the store, my friend. Mm. Not just the store at the mall that only competes with Spencer's. Uh, Anthony will bring will be bringing us the two types of people in Smart. the world. Uh, wow. <laughs> well, hot topic is a smart business. Now, before we get going, I know we can't just scoop uh, screaming through hot topic. <laughs> Brendan, you bring up a very good point <laughs> in terms of hot topic. I had the genius of just being in sole competition with Spencer's. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Nobody yeah. else had the gall to be like, we're going to be a superstore that sells silly putty and kink chain necklaces. Right. Let me tell you about the home. Let me tell you about the hot topic. They came in because I worked at the mall when Hot Topic came out. My brother was one of the first Hot Topic employees. Okay, <laughs> that's not even that's not even Hot Topic came in and they were like, "We're gonna sell. This is what we're gonna sell, right?" And then all the other mall stores were like, "Big lines at Hot Topic," but we're not jumping on that bad wagon. We no one wants those freaks in here. They're just losing money because they were the Sears was running their store like the 1950s. They refused to accept these people, and then Spencer shows up, and Hot Topic was like. Hey, you look kind of cool. And Spencer's went, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not in the same game. You're selling band shirts. We're selling dildos. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to share the black light poster. Uh, that's going to be our Sven diagram. Yeah. yeah. The black we'll light overlap, poster. We'll overlap there on sort of a college dorm room decorations. But yeah. you stay out of the sex stuff. We'll stay out of the Pantera shirts. Hot, to hot Topic is like, look, we appreciate it. How about as a nice gesture, we'll give you some funky belts. And Spencer says, we'll take some funky belts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a classic uh, Dick Sporting's Goods uh, pro backdrop situation. <laughs> Where they went, as long as you guys don't sell any line, we're fine. <laughs> Do you think there's a hot topic somewhere next to a bass pro shop, and there's just two separate types of yeah. people walking, coming, just parking in the same lot, looking at each other like, look at that freak, and everyone going, look at that freak, and then they I'll just go you. into the stores. I'll tell you where exactly, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I've <laughs> 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 never seen it. Where there's people crazy enough to have uh, two, two swaths of the population <laughs> coming together in one place. Dude, that mall, that dinner, that dinner, that food court, 
where the Bass Pro Shop people are looking across the table at the Hot Topic people who are looking across the people at the Pack Sun people who are like, we're just surfer dudes. And it's just like, it's like a gang fight at any moment. This, it's a this low is a life movie. UN. It is a low life. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's in Pack Sun is another single competitor institution because I got, that, I got an argument for you here, but I want to hear Pack Sun. Pack Sun was uh, uh, really tried to move in on the Journeys market, and Journeys uh-huh. Journeys was a Pack Sun with just way less stuff. They had about four shoes in there, <laughs> one shirt, and they were like, "Well, there's no one else in the mall doing Billabong, so it's fine." All of a sudden, Pack Sun comes around. They're fucked because Pack Sun. Deeper store. Deeper I got to argue that. Anthony, if you want to go first, but I got to argue that point at some point. Yeah. Well, my only my only thing is, uh, to me, there's a direct correlation between PacSun and Hollister. Um, they both sort of they both sort mm. of played in the same surf skateboard. Um, Hang, I gotta they, I gotta yeah. shut you both down here. I gotta shut you both down here. I gotta start with the I gotta start first with the PacSun journeys thing. Journeys and Pac-Sun are not the same. Well, I guess it could be discovered that the Pax, that the Journeys is the winter's Pac-Sun because they did snowboarding and sneakers. But Hot Topic Journeys was the sneaker store for Hot Topic. They were doing kind of punk rock stuff, snowboard gear. That's where that moved, right? And then to argue Anthony's point, he's not here for it. He so left. Just, I'll he shut just him down. Completely left. Shut him down. No, no defense. The 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 self the because I was a big mall guy. I worked in the mall most of my life. It's the Hollister, um, Abercrombie. That's they were beefing. It wasn't uh, Paxson and and Hollister. They were in the same. That was more my people. Hollister that, were not their people. Exactly. That's what I say to you. I agree with you on. I disagree with you on your first point. I think you're you're only finding the snowboarding stuff in Journeys because that's what you went there for. Because I know Journeys mm-hmm. to carry T-shirts, to carry shorts, to try and get a little of the skateboarder vibe, but quite a limited selection. But we can go back and forth all day on sure. that. The bottom line is. And we will. Uh, That's what this talk- episode's about. This is a mall talk- episode we're, I've ever we're heard. We're talking mall. We're talking mall talk here on the Red Dude Cast. Go ahead and call in at one eight hundred Red Dude Cast. This Give is live in the mall. Mm. Uh, now, I but I can agree with you, Greg, on Anthony being completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's wow. Hollister. What a, what a shocker from Anthony's perspective. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Greg's right. Hollister was was trying to be the the kind of lower cost Hollister wedged itself price point wise in between Abercrombie below Abercrombie and above American Eagle okay they were not a they were not mm. a counterculture type thing Hollister you see a guy with the Hollister shirt no surfers actually going to Hollister and now a in the defense might- of Anthony I Go gotta ahead, throw yeah. this in the defense of Anthony he's not gonna know about this stuff because he was strictly a Neiman Marcus kid okay at sixth grade his mom was marching him into Lord and Taylor Neiman Marcus <laughs> yeah Full Burberry. Am I, am I right or am I wrong? You're not wrong. I'm a Nordstrom guy through and through. I go down. I went down with the ship over at Bergdorf Goodman. You should have seen me. I was over there. I was over there on the front lines trying right. to save the save the store. Um, so yeah, it is true. I don't know too much about uh, the Hollister Abercrombie journeys. Uh, I've seen the templates. I'm familiar with the fonts, sure. but. I don't know what goes on in there. A hundred percent. I want to say sneakers. <laughs> I want to say ribbons of some sort. Mm. Were you a? Uh, I honestly, I, I peg you as a. Um, what was it? All for one? Not all for one. It was that store 
and it's, one all for one is an r&b group yes not and one but you definitely weren't and one guy yes, it was that, against all was, odds against all odds yes, that was absolutely. the mall store yes because that that's how i felt <laughs> i i embrace the culture yeah and against all odds we uh we thrive in, in this racist country right right <laughs> brendan i don't know if you had all for one in cleave I don't think so. I think that's more of a jersey against all odds. Uh, we had uh, we did have uh, we did have Anthony versus the world uh, in our mall. Uh, against all odds, this is what they did. They'd sell you a six hundred dollar uh, Timberland jacket and also six dollar bootleg giant pant. Like it was like it was like they knew it was like there was really baseline like pants that were super cheap. But like you know, I guess homeboy stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's not racist anymore. Homeboy stuff. Mike, hit that bell, Mike. <laughs> Send Greg on timeout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they also had like, but if you go over there, we got a $600 Timbo jacket. And that's all I yes. wanted to say on that. Yes. No, against, against all odds. Yeah. They, yeah. Then they rebranded themselves as Ow. Yeah. <laughs> or FAO Schwartz. That is the, uh, if, I, if that doesn't look like FAO Schwartz, I've never seen one. They, so for those of you listening to audio only, Mike has pulled up a picture of AAO as Against All Odds has uh, rebranded themselves, although they just wrote Against All Odds right below it. So no need for the AAO. But Greg is 100% right. They just took the F away from the FAO Schwartz sign, added another A, and stole their their logo a hundred percent just like my people were stolen from africa what's up you're hell yeah the sicilians <laughs> yeah yeah I, I take a claim a small mm -hmm. claim you know but i i do i take a morsel if i can um yes against all odds i'll tell you how i ran through the mall because this is fun we'll each do our mall trip sure okay so usually i went with my mom Right away, she said, pick out whatever you want in the mall. I'll get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's not the way we're going to end up in tremendous credit card debt. But to, as, to be nice, to be fair to you, I'll settle on one pair of very flashy sneakers from Foot Action and or Champ Sports and or Foot Locker. If not there, then finish line. We'll go in against Oz, but I never had the confidence to wear anything from there. I would walk in to... Um, uh, absorb some of it from right. the clothing and then i would try to deflect that when i walked through the mall um and stared at girls right i can i can i add to your thing and, and this is how i perceive Please. you and you tell me if i'm wrong is you and i because i didn't know you when you were a young a young and child but you to me <laughs> were a very sneaker based uh, a very sneaker based person so yeah. all of your clothes shopping essentially kind of was like hey we're at Foot Locker. give me the footlocker clothes which were the uh, which which were the and one type shirts uh, the workout gear, standard right. basketball wear, standard basketball wear, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. No, I would, uh, I would shop feet first, um, and I never. My mom would come back with shirts, and I've said this before. I think shirts that made me look like a Dutch bachelor, and I, <laughs> I would always, I would always say no, and I would prefer a full jersey and short combination. Going to school as Charles Barkley. <laughs> In cosplay, they should start calling that. That's what that's what that is. You're in cosplay. If you wear the basketball shorts with the jersey, you're just in cosplay. Complete yeah. uniform. Yes. Um, Brendan, give me your trip. Yep. Uh, I, you know, I wasn't a big mall guy growing up. We, uh, I guess my mom didn't really take me shopping at the mall. The one time my mom like I got her to splurge, she was pretty like, I guess a little bit stingy. I'm not stingy, just like. Uh, not fancy with the clothes, you know, like I had like uh, I had like nice clothes, but like not sex with Avenue, like uh, 
like uh, you know the lo- whatever the lowest department store was in your area. Like I remember having like uh, Arnie's, like a pair of Arizona jeans. Oh that right, was, like my level, and they were good. They were fine. Like, but it I wasn't. She would like go for the sale, you know. But I re- do remember one time convincing her to get me sixth grade a uh, powder blue knee length. Uh, University of North Carolina starter jacket. What's up? And she <laughs> was <laughs> so clear with me. She goes, listen, I'll get you this jacket. It's going to get filthy, and I'm not going to buy you another winter jacket. Do you understand? And I go, it's not going to get filthy. This thing, she, And she goes, she goes, you're going to go sledding. You're going to go doing stuff. You don't want a knee length jacket. And I go, <laughs> and she goes, but I'm telling you, I won't get you another jacket. And I go, so you're saying I can get this jacket. And she goes, <laughs> all right. So I just got, I got myself a powder blue uh, University of North Carolina basketball uh, parka that went down to my knees. Was Thing it was- the pocket in the front? <laughs> No, no, that was the classic starter. That was the classic starter that had a little bit of the elastic on the bottom. Right, Those yeah, things yeah. are sweet. This was a more of a half trench coat model mm. that uh, uh, you'd sort of drape over a quarterback's shoulders uh, during a, a frosty game at Lambeau Field. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the kind of jacket you see Bart Starr in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, let me tell you, this powder blue had turned to fucking shit. Shit, bro. <laughs> of, course, of course. In one and a half weeks, and I couldn't walk. I couldn't go sledding. You look like an asshole with <laughs> with with snow pants on. I tried to tuck it into my snow pants. <laughs> Biggest mistake of my life. That fucking jacket. But I also I also got a goldfish at Woolworths one time at the mall. Man, Woolworths one of the best. Mall goldfish. And wow. Mall goldfish. Yeah, man, those motherfuckers had no shame in putting up a wall of goldfish <laughs> in little plastic um, cups that half of them were dead. There wasn't even a guy. They waited till the end of the day to clear out the dead ones. This is before ninety percent of our audience was alive because it was barely when we were alive. Yeah. Woolworths was like a Sears type store. It was like a, it's like a like a you know low end Target that had like some kind of candy bar in the middle of it. They had like a bar stool that you can sit and they'd have a guy give you like soda pop and shit. Oh and, yeah. Um, I will argue the reason Woolworths went out of business is because I stole. Every Star Wars figure that came out in 1999 from them uh, <laughs> on my way home because it was on the way home from from high school. I went in there with Adidas jacket that zipped up from the bottom, so I put a fake arm into the pocket, had a real arm under the thing, zipped up from the bottom, stole all the power of the four Star Wars figures, uh, and um, they went out of business shortly after. So I'm pretty sure I brought them down. I would, um, I would love to argue with you, Greg, but Woolworths operated on such razor thin margins. It, <laughs> It is highly yeah. believable that yeah. one kid in New Jersey shoplifting 12 uh, Star Wars figures put them over the line. I mean, it, I swear to God, when I tell you it was not 12, it was every single one that came out that year. I would go and restock when the new figures would come out and just, it was just stealing. Uh, and then they went out of business and it was uh, uh, <laughs> no big deal. Um, can I tell you? Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, my mom. First of all, about that starter jacket, the pullover one. This is just a random little tidbit of my life that I'm going to give you that who cares. Uh, sitting in the backseat of my dad's car, I had a Charlotte Hornets one because I swear I was a Hornets fan. Uh, that went over, it went down to my knees. And I remember like when I first started like touching myself, I remember like <laughs> I touched myself under the jacket when 
uh, in the back of my dad's car, and my dad goes, "Hey, what are you doing back there?" And I went, <laughs> "Hey, what do you mean? Uh, what?" Like I didn't know. I was too young to know how to do an excuse yet. And uh, that's uh, to this day, I have that burn in my memory that it was like, "Yeah, you were like you were like, touching your penis in the backseat of the car," and my dad totally saw me. Uh, thank God he didn't pull that out. Um, it's too yeah. tough to do that because they make so much noise. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, fifty. <laughs> it's a it's a loud material. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm very familiar with it. I wore uh, I, I didn't start wearing jeans. I think a lot of people know this too until like senior year of high school. Um, I and I really thought it was going to be like a big to do. Like everyone was going to be. <laughs> Nobody even knew I went to high school with him. I thought people yeah. were going to be like, like, Whoa, you all right, man? Yeah, like, yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. On with He's wearing jeans these days. Um. But uh, yeah, no, the the whoosh man, you would you can't uh, you can't in those. Um, unfortunately, that's like the that's the gift and the curse of them in a strip club. I'd say one of the first <laughs> memories I have of you, Anthony, um, was in that gym. Yeah, this, <laughs> yeah, the strip club swoosh. That's gonna Brandon get you. straight face with that one. Well, <laughs> <laughs> look, man, I've sat next to you in a in a bathroom stall at pumps while we fluff ourselves up so that we can come during a lap dance so uh no jokes from that one on me uh that's just that's just what that's the game game recognizes game i'll tell you what man that wasn't me (laughs) (laughs) well like obi-wan like obi-wan would say is the sexual demon had taken me over so much Mm. that at that moment Sure. You had relinquished being, Anthony, and you had become something much darker. So, in some sense of the words, there is no lie there. That's a that's a really, really taken apart. No, I anyway. thought you just paused the podcast to do a poem. No, I was <laughs> fucking up. When Obi Wan says, uh, when Luke goes Obi Wan, he's like, "Why did you not tell me my dad?" And he was like, "Well, when your dad turned to the dark side, he oh. stopped being your dad, and then became Darth <laughs> Vader." So from from a certain point of view, I wasn't lying. I'm saying the same about right, you, right. which is once your sexual productivity came over and you started mm-hmm. rubbing yourself up at a strip club, yes. you no longer were Anthony, and you had become something much darker. So maybe you know you yeah. weren't that guy. Yeah, someone who, in their words, needs to leave. (laughs) You know, I don't know their policy. Um, Yeah, go ahead, Greg. Oh, yeah, no. Sorry, I'm a little flying today. I don't mean to be from cutting everybody off or whatever. It's okay. I'm a little bit. Baby, if you got wings, fly. That's what I say. (laughs) Um, I got uh, my mall experience. I'd like to. Oh, yeah. I'd like to. uh, uh, Greg's mall experience. So my mom didn't do a lot of shopping for us. We didn't do a lot of like. We did like. uh, I got a lot of Joe's hand-me-downs. Uh, I remember Mike Carnathan was the first kid who I ever saw in like a band shirt and like he had long hair and he had like big jeans. And I went, who let him get long hair? How did this kid get? <laughs> he's allowed yeah. to have, he was in seventh grade. I was like, how is he allowed to have, where did you, I was like, Mike, where'd you get those big jeans from? And he was like the mall. And I was like, you went shopping at the fucking mall? Like that's in my mom took us like whatever Bradley's or whatever that was like, we would go yeah, like Bradley's yeah, or yeah. whatever those were. Um, anyway, first trip to the mall to get clothes. I wanted Jenko jeans cause I saw Mike. And uh, my mom was like, "These are too expensive. We can't, we can't do this." And I remember being like, really bitching about it. Being like, come on, come on. Like, my mom got them when she didn't have the money, and it was like, it was like to this day, I'm like, what a fucking dick I was for forcing my mom to get me these giant, uh, <laughs> these giant jeans so I could have an identity in high school. Um, and you, then, you, you, I wanted those so bad, Greg, and it's so crazy because looking back. 
horrible a horrible look really well maybe from your eyes but from my perspective <laughs> they made me who i was and uh you mean you're rollerblading you don't want the taper on the bottom you want the big ones because they just looked it looked cool it just was like it was fucking i will say that my people yeah yeah they you look cool rollerblading and they really had one purpose you looked like you were really floating like it did give the the effect you know what mm. i mean because i was watching uh lord of the rings last night um and the ring wraiths man when they walk <laughs> This will be this will yeah. be a very specific. <laughs> I'm following it a thousand percent. I think most of the people gotta really on. know your rings here. Yeah, but when the when the fellowship when they walk into the prancing pony, they glide in, man, and it's cool. <laughs> and it is because they have such flowing clothing. Well, I would argue it's because they had Heelys. That's the first people to wear Heelys. Was that where you were going, Brendan? (laughs) Well, I was going to say, along your lines, what a lot of people don't know, Peter Jackson, one of the greats when it comes to special effects, that that whole effect was done using uh, Jinkos and Heelys. Mm. Uh, That was how the ring rates uh, came in. He goes, we got to call 1994. We need some Jinko jeans and we need some Heelys. Two things I'm jealous of in the world is that I was never in the time I'm a Tinder because I got you know I had Tita before Tinder mm. and Heelys. I wish that I was if I was a kid with a wheel in the back of my fucking. I had soap shoes, which were the sneakers that grind plates, and I used to sure. grind these goddamn rails in the high school. And the janitor hated me. I was like, "Well, you're the dick." He's like, "No, I'm the guy who's getting minimum wage to uh, polish these fucking uh, poles <laughs> that you're fucking up, these rails that you're fucking up." Um, also, man, he, he was probably like, and sorry to cut you off, but he no. was also probably like. Why am I the one who's got to be mad at this? I'm just cleaning it up. The school district could be sued for millions of dollars if he should fall. But I'm the only one who gives a fuck. Fuck these teachers. <laughs> That's such a good point, man. I never put it together as a kid. I just thought I just thought the school wasn't cool. Totally. <laughs> realizing that they're like, man, we are legally responsible. If you hurt your dumb ass doing yeah. a goddamn soul grind on our property. Meanwhile, I was going, these bunch of squares here. Good, 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 good man. Get hit him right where it hurts. Dude, the guy grabbed me once because uh, I, had, I had waxed up the steps uh, to skate them. And I was like, dude, man, at least I'm not out there doing drug. And he goes, you know, you're putting wax on steps in the winter. Someone's going to fall and get hurt, not you. And and then what? And then well, you're going to feel good about that? And I was like, man, you're making great points, but a blader's got a blade, so I'm sorry. And I just, you know, and I soul grinded that shit. <laughs> I also love. I also love. Hey, at least I'm not out there doing drugs. Where it's like, yeah, man, don't do that. Also, like, what is that? that's not no unrelated, no. unrelated argument. That's the option. You got to say it's like, listen, kids can do one of two things: they can rollerblade or they can do drugs, and you <laughs> must choose. You <laughs> must choose. Out there doing drugs is a great one to do to set the bar for where you're at as a kid in terms of how bad or good you are. Not enough, um, because as you get older, and you know this has happened with uh, men in the Me Too movement, and Mm -hmm. I think it's you know it's given a lot of guys been like, hey, well, I'm not Harvey Weinstein, so you know, uh, pretty good deal. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) but as you know, there's not enough. You know, Problem Child was great because you could really point to a kid and you could go, well, I'm not that red-haired lunatic. (laughs) (laughs) but without him there's really no one to to pull from you know yeah poor greta thunberg has set the bar too high for children you know too high man way too high she's out said that she's too high man time time person of the year what's that and jimmy hogg 
She oh, and Jimmy, Jimmy Hogg, David Hogg, <laughs> Jimmy Hogg, Jimmy Hogg, man, that, guy, that guy's that's too good of a kid, at too young Jimmy, of an age. Jimmy Hogg is a bar regular at the Great Not Tip. <laughs> I, I used to, uh, whenever I, uh, whenever I would get in trouble for doing drugs, I used to try and use the argument, "Hey, at least I'm not out there rollerblading." <laughs> yeah, never, never. Best rollerbladers would go, "Buffungul, at least we're not doing drugs." <laughs> yeah. But none can we meet because for you to see me, you'd have to put blades on. And for me to see you, I'd have to do some drugs. Yeah. Um, man, so I got to tell you one of these moments I had in life. So I worked in the mall. I worked at Sears uh, to Fortune Offs, which was like a furniture store, then TGI Fridays, and then an ER, right? So I worked pretty much all the stores in the mall. I got this job at Sears because my dad got me the job. And I remember everyone else in that mall, because we'd go to the food court, we'd all be kind of friends, right? And you talk to the Hot Topic kids. My brother worked at Hot Topic. And I was like, why are you guys working at Hot Topic? And they're like, I'm like, you're making, they would make like, you know, minimum wage. And I'm like, you're making minimum wage? And they're like, yeah, but we're getting late. Like all of, we work in the cool stores where all the cool kids are, and they're all buying cool shirts. You work with 50 year olds. Like I was at Sears and I was making 40 grand a year at like 16 because I had like an adult job with career salesmen. You know, I was working on commission right. and shit. And then these other kids were making minimum wage, but they were going to house parties. And I just didn't like, one of the dumbest moves in my life was to not realize. And after from Sears, I went to Fort because with my, uh, with my resume, I couldn't, I tried to get a job at PacSun and they mm. were like, I don't know, dude, you got a 401k. Like, you're way over prepared. You can't. <laughs> you're yeah, you're 17. You, you can came here in a certain high. Yeah. Get out of here, boomer. <laughs> yeah. They were like, they were like, are you my dad's age? I'm like, you're four years older than me. And they were like, I don't know. You got a shirt and tie on. No one's ever worn that here ever. So the only store that would hire me was Fortune Offs because all the Fortune, all the Sears people would go to Fortune Offs when they would leave. And so I worked in the furniture department with like 90 year old women would come by and they would be like does this have stain guard and i had to learn about stain guard and all this shit um yeah so it was crazy but i was making like i was in high school like making yeah. an ins well not only making an insane amount of money um stealing from sears uh sure. at a and then uh, sears also went out of business pretty sure because of us because in yeah. one year it was on our label i think i said this before uh, the Sears audio department, which I worked on, I had a internal theft number and there's four employees there of $75,000 in one year. And, uh, that was from three people. So, and I'm pretty sure the other two weren't stealing. Yeah, it was like Wall Street, <laughs> Wall Street in 2008. Dude, it was crazy. We had a, we had an a angel. We had a Best Buy uh, theft ring at our high school of the kids that worked there. And so you oh, could get dear. discount electronics and we had a North Face coat theft ring. We had those two theft rings were the big theft those ring. Ones, yeah, yeah you North Face is huge. Stuff. But the guy who, st who was in charge of stealing North Face coats, they eventually busted him because uh, he, what he would do is he would... Uh, he would go to different malls and he would go to like the Nordstrom or wherever the outside department stores, you know, and he would he had this method where he would uh, get a coat like very casually and put it under a big round rack, whatever mm, the, yeah. the, clo the closest one to the door. Mm -hmm. And then he'd slowly do that without being noticed and get like 30 of them. <sighs> and then he would just dash out. 
And they he hit a place for like the third time, and they knew it was him. So instead of catching him, they waited till he started to dash out, and they locked. You know how department stores have a outside door and an inside door? Yeah. They locked those two doors. They got him in the we call it the ray shield, like yeah. in episode one, in between yeah. when you're wow. waiting to fight Darth Maul. To yeah. Move. So you. A Magneto prison. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. Y'all glad. So he was just in there with 30 North Face coats trying to come up for an excuse why that was the case, <laughs> waiting for the cops. <laughs> yeah, that's say? great. What did he say? Did he did he come up with one? I didn't know him that well, so I don't really know. But like to me, I would say, hey, did I take these out of the store? <laughs> The cop would go, what? And I go, looks to me like the door's right there. Did I take these out of the store? Yeah. Case closed, <laughs> officer. And I'd that, walk yeah. that little part's the embassy. That's like where there are no laws. You're like, <laughs> yeah, nah, man, I'm in no man's country yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. I'm in yeah, between could, the store and the world. Yeah. He could be like, I'm bringing them back. And, uh, you know, woe is me. I get locked in here on my way to be a good Samaritan. Thanks a lot, this store. Yeah. Um, yeah. The ring, I'll tell you the ring we had, it was a, a shop right. It was shop right. You get as many oranges as you want. <laughs> Certain members of my family went down. Yeah, in the your great sister. Well, come on. There's a reason why I said certain members of my family. Could have been a brother and uncle. Certain members of my family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In case you forgot, it was your sister. Long ago. This is so far in the past, you know? I don't think they can get her on these anymore, these charges. No, they got her. They got her the charges, and they just fired her. They were like, I think she she didn't even do anything bad. I think she's like, it was like everyone was stealing, and I think she gave like someone an extra discount or something, but she wasn't into it like me, like, uh, like I was. Yeah, I'm not. That's not an open case. They closed that thing. You know, I don't think I'm talking too much out of turn. Um, But really, you know, the real cause of the ring uh, or not the cause, the advantage of the ring uh, were people buying illegal cigarettes. Um, But if you were someone who didn't have a nicotine problem, you could just rack up cereal and stuff. You know what I mean? (laughs) no one was like really taking advantage of that for their family. Like, yeah. You know, high school is a tough time. You got prom coming up. Parents are working hard. They're like, I don't know if I can afford the limousine. Right. You know, and baking stuff. You don't <laughs> know how proud your mom's going to be when you look at her and you go, hey, mom, I got Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> I got some friends in very low places. Right. Um, right. What's yeah. your feeling on canned goods? All you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way non-perishables for Y2K is crazy. <laughs> that's yeah. what, like what my that's one of my favorite part about like kind of low level, like entry level mafia guys that just hijack trucks that they don't know what's in them. Mm. So it's like, well, whatever we get, we got to sell, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll figure this out. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. You got you guys want uh, uh, how many Q-tips do you need? Uh, I got 60 million. I got 60 million Q-tips, and I got to move them by Thursday. Uh, Every mall, we would trade discounts so with funny. each other. If you would like a if you like a hot topic friend, they'd give you their discount. Um, but hmm. Sears, no one wanted to, to discount there because it was all shit until they realized until I got the job in the car audio department, and then everyone was like, "Yo, can you get me a car radio?" And I was like, "Yo, I will steal you a car radio." Yeah. Anyway, and I, it was um, it was yeah. uh, it was wild. Sears, from what I remember, was mainly patio furniture, and then they had a couple radios and maybe a pair of jeans. They had car. It was cars, TV. It was cars, TVs, kids' clothes, paint, 
uh, hardware, big hardware department, man. Those hardware people yeah, yeah. were meth heads. All of the people in hardware had that. You know that tight skin where they're, they're just they're like skin people. They're like really ripped, but they got the tight skin. Mm. Those are all the hardware people. I don't know what was going on in hardware, but maybe they were all puffing the uh, the propane. I don't know. But uh, I think it stretches your skin. What tools? What hard hardware? No, no certain amphetamines. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> just the skin. Yeah. I think it's yeah, it pulls your skin tight. I don't know what that move well, is. Well, I think what it is, I think the move is that it uh you become collagen. You become gaunt. Uh all you, you lose all your fat. Tactic. You lose all your fat and so uh you, the skin just your bones protrude and and make your skin tout. Plus these guys they may have been smoking that'll leather your skin up a bit. They may have been tanning, hard to say. Right. So I do want to say one more thing about the great ShopRite, when everyone went down at ShopRite, this is like a little known fact, but Taco worked there at the time. And Taco was like one of the only people who didn't go down. And I got to be honest, I would never say this to him. I was always a little disappointed in him, you know, because it was like, <laughs> man, all these people were stealing and, and Taco working in the frozen department, man, clean as a whistle. Or he was running shit so tight, no one knew. But I think Taco well, was just a, a straight-laced kind of guy at the time. What? Can I say this? I'll say Taco, and I'll say because he was him and Johnny, him and Kerber were head of the Frozen Department. Mm -hmm. They worked with a lot of people in charge of the Frozen Department. They were both in charge of the Frozen. Um, Johnny, I think, had more um, seniority than Taco did. Taco was newer, but really moved through the ranks because of his high intellect. (laughs) (laughs) He was a goddamn physics teacher. Yeah, he's a guy. He's a physics teacher, and you had him, you know, bagging peas. He's gonna move up the ranks pretty quick, you know. Yeah. He's gonna come up with a system and be like, "I'll tell you how. I'll tell, let me tell you how to get these waffles colder." But yeah. anyway, so they worked with a lot of um, people with criminal records. Mm-hmm. So I think they didn't want to see them ending up back in jail. So I think they kept them on the straight and narrow. Say so they sure. knew not to get involved. What I do find insulting about what you said is I worked at ShopRite at the time. But this all went down. But I was doing that. my own thing, and right. it was good. Because I had an, my, own, my own racket running. So I was great to take some heat off me and what I was doing, which I later got yelled at. And I've talked about this before. Because on camera, you know, you play a game. Uh, me and Jeff Godecker called Umbrella Ball. Mm-hmm. And this is not one of my prouder moments. I think you guys know this. Where uh, we would take those, you know, those marble bouncy balls? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love those. They're great. So, you know, bored out of my mind working mm-hmm. there. Uh, you would take the umbrella and you would you would hit the ball and uh, you'd hit customers with the ball lightly. Not, you know, you're not damaging anyone, but mm-hmm. there was a point scale system. And obviously old people were more points. I was 17, obviously, 16 yeah. years old. But, uh, you know, they, they got cameras everywhere in that store. So I, uh, I you know, they talked to me about that. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> we pulled you into the office. Yeah, hey, first, uh, don't uh, smash uh, balls with our umbrella stock into yeah. old women's faces. Yeah, and I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And then they went, we have video footage. And I went, that's, yeah, that is me. That's a deep fake. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so I, I think I might have said, so I assume I'm fired. <laughs> and I went, no, you're you're not. You're fine. Just don't, don't stop. You're doing fired? It. We lost 90% yeah. of the staff to, for stealing cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. You're hired. Exactly. We're just yeah. happy you're not stealing <laughs> things. Yeah, you're promoted. Yeah. Stop doing this, but yeah, yeah you're fine. Um, yeah, Anthony, and, oh, oh, go, go ahead, ahead Greg. No, no, no. This is another note on Anthony's career. I was just going to – I can't remember. I want, I'd want. love to hear what you are going to say. So I think – so here's the thing about you stealing, right? 
uh, I didn't drink till I was 30 because my dad was an alcoholic, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to drink because I saw what happened to my dad, right? Right. So I would imagine that in your mind, you were like, I'm not going to get into low-level crime because I saw where it led <laughs> my dad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we'd stay away from those paths, you know, until you're old enough to know that you can do your own thing. For sure. Uh, man, beautiful sentiment in that. Unfortunately, I did not know about my father at the time, but... Uh, so this was a pickle for me because I wanted to yes and you, but then I also wanted to be truthful to the people. So I did go with honesty. Well, well this podcast has never done honesty. And another thing you don't know, Anthony, you didn't even know till today. Your dad actually started uh, by throwing playground balls at old people. So really, <laughs> you were well, you were walking down the path without even knowing it. Uh, Do you ever have that guy that would uh, the guy that would uh, was too he just too much of a thief. Like I remember we yeah, left, me. we mm. left, but no, but you, you knew, you knew like what to steal. Like you didn't, you weren't out of control. Like we left this party. We were running out of this party. Uh, and I was never a big, I didn't like stealing stuff. It made me uncomfortable. And, um, particularly from people, which is something you didn't do, Greg, you, you, you stole from corporations, which I'm fine with. But, uh, uh, I didn't stop my friends from doing it, you know, and we left this like private school party and there was this kid, uh, I won't say his name, but he always stole the dad's golf clubs mm. and then would take them to golf galaxy and just sell them. Uh, and, uh, he, cause he was like, yeah, you just walk into the garage. It's really easy. As if everyone else wasn't <laughs> doing it because they didn't know where golf clubs were, you know, right. like, yeah. yeah, they're always in the garage. You just go in there. So we were You're like all stealing from your dad. Yeah, so, you so no no it was it wasn't his dad it was a, we was at a party and oh, uh, sorry sorry yeah. Right. yeah any party we went to that wasn't our high school that was like the rich kids high school right, he'd right, right. steal the golf clubs right. almost every time good racket yeah. yeah and so he's stealing these golf clubs so we're in kind of a hurry we get in the car and he goes uh, yeah I got the golf clubs I'm in the front seat uh, my buddy's driving it's a it's a SUV and there's a kid in the back with the golf clubs not the kid who stole them. And uh, the kid in the back goes, goes, yeah, and I got the dog. (laughs) 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 The brakes just screech. (laughs) What are you talking about? He's got a fucking dog back there. We're we're not. We're not running a hostage that's ring. Kidnapping, yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah, federal. You just got mind. a federal ground. Yeah, he's got a criminal mind. I like. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, he's not wrong in some ways because you you'd be charged as a juvenile. This kid knows it's it's a high risk, high it's a high risk, high reward situation because yeah. you're getting a lot for the dog. <laughs> Chances chance that you do end up in juvenile detention, but. It's not a bad risk to take. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen like a documentary or two in there. You can't do too much to those kids. Right, they're still kids. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's great, but you know, I, I, for they're us, not- that's where we draw the line morally. We made him return the dog, and he had to walk it because we were like, well, we got the golf clubs, so you that we can't go back. You got to take the dog back and and just say the dog got out and got out. It. Right. Yeah. Hey, is there a reward for you? Have to go back in there confident. Like I'm here for the reward for your dog. Great plan, Greg. Yeah. This is a great plan. You mark up wanted posters beforehand. You throw them all around the neighborhood. You steal the dog. You go. I'm I'm claiming the reward. I I off off this poster. People go. My dog wasn't even missing two hours ago. Where did these reward signs come from? Look, I'm not the guy who wrote this. This Is your phone number? Yeah. Well, 
Pay yeah, up right there. A poster, bro. A poster is a poster. Okay. This is this is clearly printed. This isn't even handwritten. So pay <laughs> it's up. It's a binding document. Yeah. Man, I don't know, Taco. I mean, Anthony, you tell me if you were here for this story. I don't know if you were if you were around for this one. But uh I'm with Taco. I pretty I'll incorporate I'll in, I'll incinerate Taco on this one. Uh, we, incinerate. I'm gonna incinerate. I'm gonna burn his ass. Lord, I'm gonna melt him. <laughs> like, like, a, like a pallet of cardboard box. Oh my God. So I'm pretty sure it was a mic, taco, me, and I think the horse was mixed up. This is one of the rare events where my South End friends had met with my North End friends, and whenever they got together, it was explosive. It was incinerative. All right. So this was. This was a wild move. <laughs> Not to cut you off here. Did you have a word of the day? I do. It's incinerator, and I'm I'm promised if I use it six times, I get a kiss on the lips from an old Russian whore. Uh, it's a website. You gotta check it out. Anyway, yeah, they give you words, and then they have Russian whore. Okay, anyway. Oh man, you just reminded me of a sad story. But you continue. <laughs> Taco and I, we uh, and a couple of friends, we roll up to uh, Burger King. Mm-hmm. And man, we walk in if we don't see us an actual size Shaquille O'Neal cutout of him holding oh. some burger. Were you there for this, Anthony? I wasn't, but I did a similar move with Jafet in college at a Radio Shack. Okay, yeah, Shack had cutouts in every store that were, and so we see this thing, and Taco was like, "Damn, I, I, I think we should. I would love to have that. I think he was trying to make up for not stealing at Shoprite. He was trying to win me over, you know. See, he was bad. Yeah. And I go, Taco, you want this thing? I was like, All right, you get the door. I'm going to do a smash and grab. I'm going to rip this motherfucker. I'm going to pull this guy out. We're going to throw. You just open. Mike had the car running. We'll throw him in the trunk. We'll jump in. We'll be out in three seconds flat, right? So he's like, all right, cool, right? There's like three cars, right? Everyone's at the door. I look. I go to grab the thing. First of all, if you don't think Burger King is anticipating people trying to steal the Shaquille O'Neal, they are. Okay, that thing was <laughs> nailed to the ground. I ended up ripping his legs off, like his feet. Just like I had to rip, like like I was like Jesus Christ, rip the thing out. We bolt through the doors. We throw it in the car. Our cars take off, and we're like, we are in the clear. No, we are not. A Ford F one fifty, some goddamn hero cop, <laughs> comes fucking st- wheels spinning around the corner tries to cut us off he's trying to like kill us in his cars we're racing from this guy he doesn't know we do a three car kind of everyone we're like we gotta we gotta meet at the rendezvous you know scatter, like scatter. scatter yeah we've i'm pretty sure blasted through some red lights tom and i think i'm in taco's car he fucking pulls into a driveway turn the lights off we lay down expedition flies by us we lose them uh I, I don't want to make fun of somebody we were with. I'm not going to say who we were like, well, then the spoils, we have the spoils go to you. We got it. And they were like, nah, man, it's too hot. I don't want it. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't want the shack anymore. They felt that the merch was too hot. So that wrong. thing. Yeah. We ended up bringing right. that thing to the horse. He put in his garage where his dad went Burger King, Shaquille O'Neal. Everything <laughs> checks out to me. He loved it. Kept it there. No one oh, gave a shit. Great. Yeah. I, I was going to say, cause it was a life size. Yes. So it was tough to hide that puppy, man. Yeah. Yeah. I thought for sure that that story was going to be, it turned out it was actually Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal. He's pretty cool. (laughs) You don't think that guy's up for an adventure. He would uh, would gladly go. Yeah. My escape story with the Shaquille O'Neal cardboard cutout, not nearly as exciting. Um, It was on the heels because I remember you had done that. By the way, if I could say something about the Shaq burger, they 
they touted the sourdough bread on that oh. thing as if there never was Burger King had invented sourdough bread. <laughs> the commercial, I mean, it was insane. I remember that. They got this thing called sourdough. Yeah, they were just like, and get this on sourdough. Blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> what am I in France? Yeah. <laughs> Un- unreal. As mm. if the yeast community was new to the yeast community. Yeah. But, um, so anyway, so Jafet and I, we see Shaq and Radio Shaq. I remembered that story that you guys recently done this, and I, because I was like, this would be great for our dorm. Mm. Um, so Jafet, uh, he, me or him, I think him, I think I distracted the one guy in Radio Shack and he walked behind it and we walked out. And I remember we really did it stealthily and then we locked eyes with a mall kiosk person. Yeah. <laughs> and they looked right at us and they just went, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care at all. And then, yeah, that was in our, um, that was in our dorm for years. And I, there's one picture of my grandma took a picture posing with it. That's the only picture I, I don't, uh, I have, which, uh, you know, I might have an artist do a rendering one day, but, um, wait a minute. You said that's the one, every the picture you've ever taken in the world. You've had, you have every, I've, you've kept every picture. I've kept her, yeah. All, all I've documented her everywhere. <laughs> that's the only law. The only piece of lost footage, unfortunately, is that <laughs> when she visited for Thanksgiving and, um, mm. put her arm around, uh, his waist, she was so small, but you know, um, he would, because some people would have sex in the parking lot. Our window was facing the parking lot. Sometimes people would fuck in the parking lot. Right. So we face Shaq out the window. <laughs> keep his eye on things. Keep his eye, yeah. Keep his of eye course. on things. It's like, uh, hey, uh, I'm sorry, honey. I just can't get it up with Shaq looking at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, uh, they, or they go the opposite. They go, let's yeah. got to go over there because yeah, don't yeah, ask yeah. about it. <laughs> uh, I, I, stole a, I stole a bird, uh, no, a Taco Bell rug. You know they how they oh, have the, yes. the, the, like, the foot wipe rugs, and it was great. Oh, sure. And it got stolen from my dorm, and I was so mad. Not because I cared really about losing the thing, but it was the principle of I had the balls to steal it from a Taco Bell, and you're doing an easy steal. Yeah, you're doing a steal. You're doing a fucking pussy steal. Go to your own. Yeah. Go to Taco Bell and get it like a man, or leave my shit alone. No, what you I gotta was, do. You gotta call Taco Bell and be like, "Hey, man, I found your rug. It's a three B." Yeah, well, you know, I don't get the Taco Bell I, police no, on those guys. If you think I knew who those guys were, Greg, I spent literally. I mean, this oh, is probably I why I graduated with a less than one grade point average. I spent the entire rest of my college trying to find that goddamn rug and the culprits and, and doing a lot of drugs, but both. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I'll Not rollerblading. <laughs> I think this is my only other piece of stealing that I have access to as a story. Um, someone stole my laptop hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. that's that's your phrasing that's the phrasing your mind decided to go this is the only other piece of stealing i have access to as a story that's that's the phrasing your brain thought would be the best way to explain yeah well i have other you know one you know i have other they don't make for good stories uh, sure, you know one sure, time i accidentally stole a pack of baseball cards i felt so guilty i returned the cards and uh I, I that was it. That's it. Yeah, I, I, even that moment, yeah. my instinct as a, as a storyteller was to to put something in there, but nothing happened. So that's why I, I said access. Um, but but yeah, weird way to say it. Probably. Explains nothing, but go on. 
<laughs> what I mean is this story is a story. I don't even know if this mm-hmm. one's a story, to be honest with you. So my, our, my laptop was stolen um, sophomore year, and it was an in-house job. We knew that. There was somebody in the dorm. Yeah, sure. So right. Fed and I went door-to-door with a brick. <laughs> As one would. As one would. <laughs> That's a problem. I, he was a great guy. It sucks that he did what he did because it was a, he was a, you know he's a good guy, um, fun. But um, and we really like we we acted like we were the victims. You know what I mean? Like, we you were. Like, you were. No, yeah, we were. But like some innocent kid who's like staying up all night trying to study for biology exam. That was a six foot four, two hundred fifty pound kid. I yeah. look like his like little boss. We yeah. have a brick in our hands and we go knock knock. Did you steal my laptop? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> It was incredible. You uh, you were looking for payment. That's as you were saying. Uh, you were defending yourself. I don't. I don't. You were in the right. You got to go door to door the goddamn brick. And then, and I think you know what you do when you find the person. You take the brick and you smash the computer. And then you go. Yeah. That's how fucking crazy I am. And yeah. now I'm going to smash your head yeah. just to teach you a lesson. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out it wasn't an in-house job. There were actually there was just someone sneaking into the dorm room, and then security caught him like months later or whatever. But he he had he already fenced the laptop. He didn't have him on him anymore. Well, <laughs> I will say it. I will say what <laughs> is surprisingly it's somewhat common, but it's surprisingly not as just vastly widespread as it should be. If you're someone listening to your podcast looking to break into uh, a home theft or uh, uh, literally uh, break into things. Yeah. (laughs) I will say something that I find widely overlooked is the great ease. Now I think uh, post school shooting age, things have locked down a little bit, but the great ease with which you can get into a college dorm and just steal about 50 computers because <laughs> right. it's it's really just you as far as i could tell you could just walk in half the people leave their doors open they go down the fucking down to the end of the hall talk to someone else you could steal whatever you want in there yeah. why aren't there criminals roaming the halls of our colleges at all times people used to do that with airplanes before 911 you just show up in a suit with a briefcase Wave to the flight attendant, just get on the plane. People be like, I'm sure he had a ticket. He's such a handsome man. <laughs> figure it out. You'll figure it out in the air. How hard can it be to fly these things? You know? <laughs> what are you going to do? So they, yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. must go label ahead. the buttons. <laughs> I kind of just meant you could just steal a flight. You're talking about stealing the flight, like oh, piloting the ship. I did that. I'm pretty sure that back then you could just confidently just get on and sit in first class and people would go, he looks like he should be here. But I do love that you think you could just take an F an F sixteen up in the air, a Boeing five twenty five. I thought, I you know, I call criminals. You get such a rush. You get such a rush. You get such a rush when you steal. I you know, I don't have a lot of history in it, but you know, just through Greg and you know his nature, you know, you seem like you get such a rush out of it that there's also what follows is a sudden surge of confidence. So I think you go, I just got away with that. What else can I do? I could fly a plane, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see the natural um, let, progression of it. Let me tell well, you one of the most confidence, confident steel jobs when it was like right before I retired from the stealing game mm-hmm. was because I had become so goddamn confident and insane at stealing that this was the move. I was at Mountain Creek and I cased the joint. They had like the they had like the buy the jackets snowboard shop. One girl working there. 
no security. This is just the shop and their man. And these kind of places, they make so much money that they're just kind of like, they're not worried too much about the shop. So I go on into the shop and I put this jacket on. It was like a thin little zip up hoodie kind of jacket. And I, the lady working there was just like this really cute girl, short hair. And I just go, I put it on and I go, how's this look? And she goes, that looks really good. And I went, awesome. See you later. And I just walked out. I just walk out with the thing, right? Never in my life. Walk back in later and went, hey, uh, can I get your number sometime? Wow. She goes, wow. did you pay for that jacket? <laughs> and I went, you know, I really don't know. Right. <laughs> and she gave me her phone number, but they wow. never answered. So I don't understand because we never went on a date and I never actually talked to her. Maybe she didn't want to, maybe she didn't want to date a dirty thief who would steal your jacket, steal your heart. Uh, yeah. But that was at that point. Oh, I'm like, Dude, but the rip, but I was, I would get such a rush. <laughs> You'd get such a goddamn rush. It, I just put it on. I went, this is me. This is mine. And I just walked out. It was, yeah. and then walked back in. Oh man. It was like, uh, it was when I was at my primo, uh, uh confidence man. Movies. Well, there's that kid and there's always talks that they're going to make a movie of his life. But I think the problem is he can't really sell his life story because he owes like a lot of money. But this kid in the Pacific Northwest, Colton something, the, the Barefoot Bandit, uh, if you could look his name up, Mycicle, mm -hmm. that just fucking taught himself. He would he started off like breaking into like fancy vacation homes and he wouldn't really take much. He'd just eat and sort of hang out there. Mm -hmm. And then he just taught himself how to fly airplanes and started stealing airplanes. Wow. And then eventually flew an airplane to the Bahamas. Colton Harris Moore. Yeah, is his name. And uh, he they caught him in the Bahamas. He flew from Washington to the Bahamas just like a 15-year-old that taught himself how to fly a plane. So it's like don't That's give me an excuse that it's hard to be a pilot. This guy just taught himself out of a book. That's so funny, man. They find him in the Bahamas. He's just having so much sugar. <laughs> He's eating candy. Mama's not around here. Yeah. I'm drinking as much Jolt Cola as I want. Yeah. Yeah, that's a kid. That's yeah, exactly what I pictured. That's this kind of stuff. And he was like, he had a tough life. And so he, he was kind of on his own. So he'd just steal stuff like that. Like there's a picture of him. He'd just steal like a Mercedes shirt like that because it made him feel good. Like yeah. he wasn't doing much harm. Like he was just, uh, it's very, he's kind of like, he must have been a genius because he taught himself how to fly planes like just with a book. So I don't know. But that's going to wrap it up. Wait, right wait, 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 wait. No. Okay. Yeah. Right. I got to tell you about this. And that's not that big of a deal. But I, um, the thing you're saying about what you, I learned this today about that law that you were like, um, that he, he can't do it because he can't make money or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's called the, there's the Son of Sam law, right? Right. There's this woman now who's trying to, she's got a Netflix show. And this is the first time they're using the Son of Sam law because they're going to, like, she, like, conned a bunch of people or did something. I don't know all, all the information. But the Son of Sam law allows them to take her money that she's getting from Netflix and pay back all the people she ripped off. So like I just I was just very excited to find out about this like it's like a it's like a law that's like yeah you know if you've like you're the coolest guy ever the coolest thief and you're like sure. hey I went to jail but I'm out but you're like yeah but and now I'm gonna sell make a billion dollars they they can just like like OJ I don't know if they 2001 is the last time they use it so I don't think they did it for OJ well OJ they may not have had to do it because um, well first of all he wasn't convicted of murder but he he. The Ron Goldberg's family won the civil case against him. 
So he was civilly responsible for some amount of money. So I think the proceeds of his book had to go to paying that off. They never got a dime. He said it in the documentary. The Goldmans were like, we still never got a dime for that. But it says I did it. Their big thing with the book was it had to say like, if had to be real small on the book. And it just says, I did it. OJ and they never got a dime from it. But see, that's money back. That's interesting because it shouldn't matter if he did it or not because the civil case he still owes them money. He lost. He does. The case. Yeah. He owes them money, and the book money was supposed to go to them. But yeah. lawyers somehow. Book, yeah. Yeah. Like they're just like, well, I'll get it to you Thursday, and they've been doing that for fifteen <laughs> yeah. years. Great. <laughs> um, uh, that's that's going to wrap it up uh, time wise. I think. Um, I would uh, just like to thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you get a chance, follow us on all social media platforms at the Rad Dudecast. Check out the YouTube channel. We're really uh, we've really upped our lighting, camera. Greg's background looks better than it ever has before, and you know it's always been juicy. So check out our YouTube. Uh, if you want some uh, merch, uh, this this week I'm going to choose to promote. Uh, get yourself a Greg Stone fanny pack. Okay, these things oh, are phenomenal. Fuck. Art by Eric Bergstrom, teespring.com backslash stores backslash rad dude cast. Maybe backslash store. I don't know. Just fucking find it. It's good stuff. And then if you, if yes, it is stores. And then if you want uh, a few extra episodes a week, go to patreon.com slash rad dude cast. Get involved there. Uh, I don't have anything. I think at the end of February, uh, I will be in Indiana. I'll keep you updated as that comes closer. And uh, I got a baby coming uh, real soon. And I'm going to uh, tell you uh, that that is my that's actually my plug. I'm plugging my baby uh, <laughs> coming out January. Crazy. Uh, it's going to be a little at first. I hope it gets bigger. We'll see. Can't wait. Wait, I got to have to I have to say something before I forget. Uh, mm-hmm. And I didn't ask. I want to tell you guys this before the podcast. So you. Uh, Mayor, you guys can come. You're definitely invited, but I didn't want to presume that you would do it. But on January, on New Year's Day, um, I think Mike will be Mike Suarez will be there. I'm pretty sure he's doing it with me. But we're gonna do a watch along uh, with Wonder Woman, and we're gonna watch Wonder Woman 1984 <laughs> watch along for Patreon subscribers. Anthony and Brendan might be there. I don't know. I didn't ask I them yet. Brendan I didn't will. say yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to count you guys in or out. But I was like, I'm doing it on New Year's. I think five o'clock. We're going to do it. More details to come, uh, but it's going to be like a, um, you know, we're all going to sync our TVs up and shit and then uh, watch it and every, you know, the details are coming, but we're doing a watch along with Wonder Woman 1984 uh, on January 1st, 5 p.m. Uh, more <laughs> details to follow on the Instagram, I think, or something. That sounds good. Uh, you never shouted out Mike, by the way. Sorry, Anthony. You said you wanted to shout out Mike the first time. I wanted thing on to the just podcast. say hi to Mike. I, that wasn't about the podcast. I just literally uh, wanted to say hi to Mike. Um, <laughs> hi, Anthony. <laughs> hey, man. What's up? I hadn't seen you. I didn't, we didn't get a chance to talk since I got back, uh, really. Um, ow, we got to do the intro for the beginning. All right. Uh, we're, three, we're three comedians. You got to wait. You don't just fire off without asking anybody if they're ready. <laughs> All I right. Do you have any plugs? I'll, and then we'll yeah. do it. And then we'll do it. <laughs> sure. yeah, Anthony, why don't you do your ending? January yeah, ending 8th, the episode 9th, first. It's some Lincoln, Nebraska. It's some, I think, the Tata Theater. Say that again because you got cut off. January Lincoln, 8th and 9th. Nebraska, January 8th and 9th at the Tata Theater. Oh, it's probably Tada. <laughs> <laughs> now the theater people are going to be like, Anthony, why is nobody here? You know, we, we we didn't think you were the biggest draw, but we didn't think no one. Well, I've just been saying Tata. 
(laughs) (laughs) Anyway, all right. So see you later. The Rad Dude Cast is hosted by Anthony DeVito, Brendan Ayer, and Greg Stone. Original music by Brian Zippert. Produced by Mike Suarez. Executive producers Brendan Ayer, Greg Stone, and Anthony DeVito. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts. <laughs>